And now, another timely and powerful message from Pastor Emmanuel Williams and Imitators of God Ministries, Colossal Vivacious Church in Tallahassee. Numbers chapter 6. If you can recall, we've been attempting to arrive here. This is our benediction that the Lord gave us years back. Amen? To say when we leave as a family. And the reason why we're doing it is because God told Aaron to say this over the children of Israel while they were going through the wilderness. While they were what? Going through the wilderness. It's the same for us because we are going through life. Mm -hmm. And we have a high priest who's touched with the very feelings of our infirmities. Are you with me, saints? We've been trying to get there because the word bless here is a loaded word. So when we say in our benediction, the Lord bless you and keep you, we are saying a lot of things. Mm -hmm. And so it is my desire, hopefully one day I'll reach there, to unpack what the word bless means. But before I do, if you can recall, we were spending time on the importance of ensuring that our hearts are full of faith in God. You remembered? Because we do not want 2023 to be 2024 to be a repeat of 2024. Sorry, did I say it the right way? <laughs> Thank you for your honesty. We do not want 2024 to be a repeat of 2023. Amen. You want to see manifestations. We want to see manifestations when we speak. How many of you are just tired of seeing promises in the Bible and saying them and nothing is happening? How many of you like me? You're just tired. You're looking for results in 2024. And so we looked at Mark 11 where Jesus said in verse 22, have faith in, in whom must we have faith? Faith has an object. The object is God. And I heard, I've heard you and I may have heard preachers said it means have the faith of God. The Bible didn't say that. Faith has an object. Have faith in God. Have faith in what God says. I know it sounds good. Have the faith of God. But brothers, let us stick with the word. Have faith in. And when the Bible says in God, it's referring to in what God has written. Hmm? God does nothing apart from his word. You cannot be a, a Christian that should be without the word of God. You cannot be the husband you aspire to be without the word of God. You cannot be the wife you aspire to be without the word of God. You cannot be the saint you aspire to be without the word of God. Jesus said, I just prayed in John 15, 5, you can't do a thing without me. Well, guess what? The Bible says in the beginning was the word and the word was with God and the word was God. Verse 12 says, and the word became flesh. So Jesus is saying, you and I can't do a thing without his word. And let me elaborate. When I say a thing, of course you can go to, you can make a breakfast without God's word. You can go play without God's word. I'm talking about anything that's of spiritual importance. Anything that deals with the spirit realm. You cannot do it without God's word. And how many of you realize that we are both spirit and flesh? You are spirit, you have a body. 
And that's what the Bible means. This is of utmost importance. For that matter, Psalms 132 verse 8, Psalms 138 verse 2 says, God has magnified his words above his name, above all. What did he say? God has magnified his words above all his names. Let me, let me explain. God has magnified his word above the name of Jesus. God has magnified his word above Jehovah Jireh, above Jehovah Shalom. Why? Because what good is your word, is your name, if you can't keep your word? Let me say it again. What good is your what name if you can't keep your word? That is why God magnified his word above his name. Because if he said it, sure enough, he's going to do it. That's what's called character. Or oh, you say character. Yeah, back home we say it differently, but that's okay. You get it. Okay, it means his word is his bond. Long time ago, well, let me move on. I don't want to. I don't want to, I don't want to get off the, into a rabbit trail. Sometimes it's difficult to course correct when you're going to rabbit trail, amen? But since this year, 2024, you want your heart to be full of faith so that when you espouse the word of God, you will get results. Amen, you won't grow disappointed and discouraged because you're not seeing what you are saying. Hebrews chapter 4 verse 12. Let me do a quick revision. Hebrews 4 verse 12. And I'm, I'm still talking about the importance of saying. Hebrews chapter 4 verse 12 says, For the word of God is what? And I want you to listen to this right here since. Many years ago, while reading and studying the Bible, the Lord whispered to me, I need you to start reading loud so you could hear yourself. And what I didn't realize was as you read the Bible and you read it out loud, you are taking God's word, putting it on your breath. It becomes rhema. It becomes the spoken word. So you never read quietly. Hmm? And the reason why you want to do that is because the Bible says God's word does not return void. Isaiah 55, 11. But it accomplishes that which he pleases and it prospers in the thing it was sent into. So as you start reading Psalms and you say the Lord is my shepherd. Hmm? Not reading it quietly. But loud enough for you to hear. The Holy Ghost joins and says oh my God Rema is going forth. I got to show up and ensure that he experiences the Lord as his shepherd. The word for the word, word here means rhema. Rhema, not logos. There are two words for the word, in English word for the word, for the word of God. This word here is not logos. Logos is the written word. Are you with me? Rhema is the spoken word. So this is saying for the spoken word of God is quick. It's alive and not only it's alive, it is what? Powerful. And it is sharper than any two-edged sword. It pierces even to the divide and asunder of soul and spirit. Listen to me. Nobody can divide soul and from spirit. They are so closely knit together. Only God's word can go in there and cut out some soul ties. The word of God, 
Listen to me. On your tongue, spoken softly to your spirit, will do more for you than a scapula in the hands of a doctor. I'm telling you that because when we get to the point where you say, the Lord bless me and keep me, you will know what you are saying. Because today or next Sunday, when we get to that point, <laughs> amen, <laughs> praise God. I want you to ensure that you know what you're saying. Is that all right? Matthew 12, 37, quickly. Let's hear what the Bible says about for by thy... Uh-huh. You got Matthew 12, 37. Uh-huh. Listen to what it says. Listen to what it says. You got it? For by thy words thou shalt be what? The word justified means acquitted. And by thy words thou shalt be what? The word condemned him in found guilty. Now I know, since hear me, hear me, hear me. I know in certain Christian circles, in certain charismatic circles, this has been abused. But this is Bible. Jesus is, is it in red? Jesus is the one saying that. It is not a charismatic preacher. Jesus is telling you and I, by your words, you know some of us just like expressing ourselves. Mm -hmm. That's what the Bible says. By your words you shall be what? Justified. Sometimes that's why it's just good to be quiet. Justified. Found. Just You can acquit yourself. Look I know what I'm talking. Let me tell you. I know what I'm talking about. I, I, he's not here and his wife. But he and his wife came here a couple months ago. And he was on the brink of being of being sentenced and he said pastor I need you to pray over me I need you to say some things over me mm -hmm. he said I need you to speak into my life because I believe Proverbs chapter 18 verse 20 and 21 Proverbs, don't turn there Proverbs 18 20 says a man's belly shall be filled with the words of his mouth and with the increase of his lips which means if he likes talking he shall be filled. If he likes talking good, he'll be filled with good. If he likes talking bad, he'll be filled with God. But here's the clincher, 21. Death and life. Lies in what? What's in the power of the tongue? Death and life is in the power of the tongue. What does the tongue utter? Words. Words. Death and life is in the power of the tongue. And what else it says? And those who love it. Can you say love talking? Bad or good shall eat the fruit thereof. You love talking good, you'll get good. You love talking bad, you'll get bad. You best believe it because God's word never returns void. And let me, hear with, let me share with you. Don't you let these, these smart Christians tell you otherwise. These smart Christians who want to tell you, well, you don't have to say, God said it! Sometimes, Mr. Gilmore, you just got to sit down and believe God's word. You don't need somebody to help you misunderstand God's word. <laughs> you just need to take it as it is. Is that all right? And let the Holy Ghost minister to you. Long, long time ago, that's where I reached. I've, had, I've been under 10 pastors. Did I say 10? And one time, Doc, I just said, that's it, I'm done. 
Now it's time for me to do my own searching. Me. I've heard enough. I need my own voice. I need it. For me. That's what the Bible says. For by thy words thou shalt be justified. And by thy words thou shalt be condemned. So he was here. And he said pastor. I need you to pray for me. So. Church ended. And almost everybody left. He and his wife. They came back in there. And he said to me. He said to me pray. And the Lord brought Psalms 121. Says my help comes. From the Lord. Maker. Of heaven. Listen, I'm sharing with you. And he said to me, Pastor, he said, I've never been blessed. You remember Jacob blessed his sons? And it changed the trajectory. Of, you remember that of their lives? And he said, bless me. Are you, get, are you getting what I'm saying? True story. Went to court. Got acquitted. Yes, yes. <laughs> <laughs> you know, God acquitted on every count. Yes, he's still on probation, but he's not on the lock and keys. Can you say thank God for that? Man, I'll take probation any day than being in the red jumpsuit. Orange, sorry. Amen. <laughs> My wife said she's not taking none. I'll see I'm not taking none either. Praise God. Free at last. Free at last. Thank God Almighty. We're in the month of February, amen. <laughs> so, so I'm saying this right here because I need us to understand the importance of our words. When you sit back and you've developed what is called a reverential fear for God, and you place value on what His word says, then you begin to see the results of speaking God's word. And the reason why many of us do not see this is because we've not placed any value on God's word. We treat God in a cavalier manner. Mm -hmm. Well, I know sometimes the amen is not strong on these, and I understand. Amen, but that's okay, that's okay. Let me, let me share with you what I told a friend of mine. You're going to heaven. That's what matters, amen. Now, I would like to see you do better. Praise God. So here is Aaron. Aaron. Aaron is the high priest. There was a separation of powers. There was Moses. Amen. Government. And there was the high priest. It wasn't until David got brought high priest and king together. Amen. So God told Moses, this is what I want you to do. I want you to say to Aaron, verse 23, and Aaron's sons. You see how many times it says saying, 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 saying? Because it's important to say under the new covenant. It's important to speak under the new covenant. The devil liked us to remain quiet. L let me ask you. I'm not sure if you experienced it. Haven't you had a dream? It's a, it's, it's a very challenging dream. And you want to say Jesus. And you cannot say it. Because if you say Jesus. Freedom will break forth. 
You, have you had a dream like that? You know all you need to say. It's a warfare in the dream. And you're trying to say. Gee, gee, gee. Because that's what breaks yokes. Say in Jesus. But you just cannot. Because the devil knows. The day you say Jesus. Life will break forth. Deliverance will come forth. That's what I'm talking about when I said saying. The devil knows the power of saying. He likes to keep us quiet. And the way he keeps us quiet is by bringing all kind of problems on us. So we'll turn in on ourselves. Mm -hmm. You know when you turn in on yourself, that's it, you're done for. Mm -hmm. he let you, it's called the imposter syndrome. When you turn on yourself and you begin to accept the thoughts he tell you about yourself. Oh Lord Jesus. If you ask God to open your eye in the spirit, a bunch of demons jumping around you dancing. Ooh, ooh. We got her. We got him. That's why sometimes it's just good to stay quiet. Mm? And just groan. <laughs> Amen. So. Let me go through the text quickly. I skipped a lot because I really want us to understand what the word, what the word bless means. Amen. Okay, so let's examine the origin of the word bless. Aaron the high priest is stand before the Israelites and he said, The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine upon you. And be gracious to you. The Lord lift up his countenance upon you. And give you peace. Let me ask you. Do you think that the Lord Jesus. The almighty father. Was able to take care of his children in the wilderness. Without that blessing. Do you think so? Do you think he was able to do that? Yes because he did that in Egypt. They had no pronouncement upon themselves in Egypt. Did Aaron say that over the Egyptians, went over the Israelites in Egypt? No. God did not need that pronouncement to provide and protect his children in the wilderness. But nevertheless, he understands the importance of saying, speaking over his people, the importance of it. Because God knew how important it is. God has always there has always been a need for God to work with human beings. Because God in the garden gave human beings authority. It's called dominion. Mm -hmm. Remembered. He told them Adam and Eve replenish the earth Genesis 1.28. Subdue it and have dominion over it. Well Adam gave it to the devil in Matthew chapter 4 verse 4 and Luke chapter 4 verse 4. The devil met Jesus because Jesus came, amen, to restore to us that which Adam lost. Uh -huh. And the devil wanted Jesus to take a shortcut. He said all you have to do is don't go through the cross. Just bow the knees and I'll give you power. You remember that? Uh, he said, Gee, just take a shortcut. <laughs> Oh, glory be to Jesus. You remember what Jesus said in Luke chapter 4 and verse 4. And Matthew chapter 4 and verse 4. What did Jesus say? He said what? Yeah. Jesus went to Deuteronomy chapter 4 and verse 6. He began telling the devil what the word of God says. 
Amen. You remember that? Jesus said it is what? It is written in Deuteronomy. That what? Man shall not leave. No, dear. But by every word that comes out of the word. A man shall not live by bread alone. But by every word. Can you say every word? What word? One word that came out of the mouth of God. What words? Every word. What is the every word Jesus is referring to? The word of God. You see, gone are the days. Since I need you to understand that. Let me share this with you. I'm not sure about you, but me. Growing up as a Christian. The importance on the word of God. I did not hear it from the pulpit. I don't know. Maybe you had a different. Amen. And I'm not hear me. Can I be honest? Can you be? Can I be honest with you? I am not throwing shade on any spiritual leader. Believe me, I live in a glass house. I got issues, but I'm telling you, I was never challenged to immerse myself in Bible reading for myself. And so, I can sense it in the body of Christ. Every word refers to the Bible. The Bible. Since if God has magnified this above his name, why aren't we immersing in it? Every word that proceeds out of the mouth of God. Every word. Can somebody say every word? Every word. Amen. So, 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 uh, who came up with the blessing? God came up with the blessing, right? The Lord Jesus. How does it apply to us? Here's how. We said while it was given to the Israelites while they were going through the wilderness. God is, we are going through the world to heaven and so we need it. Amen. So Jesus said to Aaron, sorry, Jesus said to Moses. And when I said Jesus, I'm using that word deliberately because it says here, the Lord, the Lord, the Lord, the Lord. Jesus told the Pharisees, I'm all over the Bible and you don't even know that. In Acts chapter 8, Jesus, Saul asked, the light threw Saul down, and Saul asked, who are you? What did the light say? No, no, so hold on. Saul said, who are you, Lord? And whom, and whom did Saul, and, and what did the voice came back and said? I am Jesus. Are you getting what I'm saying? Saul said, who are you, Lord? The Lord answered and said, whom? The Lord didn't say, are you getting what I'm saying? The Lord did not say, the voice did not say, excuse me, I am God. No. The voice, so in, so anywhere you see Jesus in the Old, anywhere you see the word Lord in the Old Testament. Let me share with you saints. Your Christian life is going to get you on fire when you get a revelation of who Jesus is in the Old Testament and New Testament. Jesus is talking here. He's Lord. Yeah, we know he's God. And you can hear your other preachers talk about God. I'm sticking with Jesus. Mm-hmm. Well, until you can tell me otherwise, I'm sticking with what the Bible says. So the Bible says here, And the Lord Jesus said to Moses, Speak unto Aaron. And unto his sons, saying, this is what you must say to them. The Lord bless thee. Now, he, he, what does the word bless mean? Because I sense it's a loaded word. And notice what's happening there. The Lord bless whom? Thee. He did not say the Lord bless thou. 
Thou means y'all. Thee means you individually. This is personal. This is private. In other words, God knows your need individually and he's after your need to meet your need personally <laughs> oh this is not your level this is us level that's why i said when you go to god ask god big don't you come to god like a worm the devil is a liar the Bible says we can come to him with boldness to obtain mercy and find grace to help in time of need. How you come to him? With boldness. Come to God like a womb. The devil is a liar. Oh no, you come to God with your heads uplifted. I'm blood bought. I'm covered. The king of the world died for me. I'm somebody. The rule of the universe is on my side. Don't you worry with your peanut mind. Your peanut mind will destroy you. Let me say it again. Let us not worry because I have to put myself in it. Don't worry. Let's not worry with our peanut mind. It's always against us. Except if it's totally renewed. Always telling me what I cannot do. Always calling me out on my shortcomings. Always, are you with me, sir? Well, maybe not your mind. My mind does that to me. Amen? Maybe not my mind. So he said, bless you, individual, personal, intimate knowledge of our individual needs. That's what he has. Amen. It represents needs. Listen, it represents needs that the individual does not even recognize they have. <laughs> oh God, I give you praise. It recognizes, it encompasses needs that you and I, we have, but we do not even know. And so the Lord uses one word to blanket all our needs. The Lord bless ye. Yeah, 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 hear this, hear this. I got more. Bless, listen, listen. Bless, the Hebrew word bless in our text here means Barak. You know the song, Barak, hallelujah, Shabbat, praise the Lord. Barak. It's a primitive root, it means. It, it, it's from a primitive root and it means to kneel to bless God as an act of adoration. Now that's what it means in the Hebrew but, let, but, but let's look at the etymology and by etymology I mean listen to what, I, listen to what etymology means it means the evolution of the word over centuries you see words start and their meaning change over centuries is that alright? yes yeah, so let's look at the etymology Let's look at how the word has evolved and changed in form and meaning over decades and centuries. The etymology seems to indicate that it's from Old English and originally, listen, it originally meant, listen to what blessed originally meant, it means to consecrate by a religious rite. It means to make holy. It means to give thanks, to hallow with blood, mark with blood. So when God told Aaron to tell Israelites, the Lord bless you, he was saying, I consecrate you unto God. He was saying, now the devil can't touch you, except if you let him touch you. Okay, are you, are you hear what I'm saying? How many of you know, I, you can hold my hands and I can follow you? 
or I can pull my hands from your hands and do my own thing. That's the idea here. So when you stand and we say, the Lord bless me, what should be going into your mind? Man, I'm consecrated unto God. Can't touch this. Well, well, well. <laughs> Don't you worry, I'll get deeper in a while. Amen. Because I'm determined to convince you that you are blessed, highly favored, regardless of how you look, what's happening to you, what you have and what you don't have. That doesn't matter. Your life can change just like that. But, 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 but what's happening, we need to come together and agree with God. Get that reverential fear. I mean, that deep-rooted respect, care, and concern for God and his business. And may I add, for God and his people. Amen. Can you say, for God and his people? The Bible says, how do you know that I love God? How do you know that I love God? It's in the way I love one another. Don't you worry if anybody who say they love God and they treat people bad. You talk about a bonafide hypocrite. Are you with me? That's what the Bible says. It's in the doing I know what you say about God. Romans chapter 1 verse 20 says, The invisible things of him are understood. You know, but... Are you getting what I'm saying? The invisibility, the spiritual things about God can be understood by looking around you. So you want to know if God, if that person really love God, watch how they treat people. You want to know if that person is really merciful, watch how they exercise mercy and kindness. See if their hearts really break for one another. Oh, I get what I'm saying. Well, let me move on here. Let me move on here. So, so it seems to in now. Listen. It said, now, now, however, in the, I'm still giving the etymology of the word bless. Amen. Can you say continue? continue. I'm doing just that. Praise God. <laughs> it says, however, in the early 14th century, it took upon the meaning. This is the meaning we love. It means to invoke or pronounce God's favor, God's favor or empowerment upon Oh, that's the part I like. It says in the 14th century from now, from back then to now, it means to invoke or pronounce God's favor or empowerment upon. So when you hear, the Lord bless me, I'm highly favored, I'm empowered. Oh, look out, somebody. It's not just the Lord bless me. Okay, we say that every Sunday, bless God. No, 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 no. God bless me. I'm consecrated unto God. Can't touch this. I'm empowered by God. All things are possible. I'm highly favored by God. Ah. 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 Ooh. Now let me show you exactly what I mean. I want to show you what I mean by when the word was first introduced in the Bible. Genesis chapter 1 verse 22. 
That's the first time the word blessed was used in the Bible. And let us see how it's used. Amen. Because I'm telling you, since we are more powerful than we think we are. Let me tell you, we got it going on and we don't even know that. We just keep looking on the outward. We keep looking at our outward accomplishments. No, look at what God did for you sometime. Are you, are you get what I'm saying? Stop looking at, let's stop looking at our own accomplishments. God told me so a couple of years ago. He said, you keep looking out and you're talking about where you should have been, where you should not have been. Have you taken some time to read who you are in Christ? Genesis chapter 1 verse 21, you got it? It says, and God created great whales and every living creature that moveth, which the waters brought forth abundantly after their kind and every winged fowl say bird i love the king james winged fowl <laughs> after his kind and god saw that it was what here it comes and god did what blessed them how did he bless them he said something what he did said something saying you don't just bless no you got to say You got to open up your mouth and say it. That's how it works in the spirit sense. In, and I said, I know speaking and saying has been abused in some charismatic circles. But it is Bible. It is Bible. Say with the Bible. Just do it right. Just do it what? Right. Oh. Oh God, we give you praise. You see why sometimes I just can't contain myself. I got a little jiggy for Jesus because boy I tell you. He's, he's done so much for me. You, <laughs> you, have you ever read the Bible and you get revelation knowledge and put it in your bosom and just begin to run? Oh glory be to God. Well. Listen, listen. He said and God blessed them saying. What did he say? Be fruitful. And multiply and fill the waters of the seas and let foul birds <laughs> multiply in the earth he blessed them uh-huh and what is the blessing because the blessing usually manifests tangibly it's not blessing to have more love it's not blessing to have more goodness now that is stupidity and I'm not backing down from that word because for too many years I've had people telling me, well, it's more love, it's more kindness. And I was broke. Listen to me, I cannot send kindness to the bank to pay my mortgage. I cannot send love. Are you with me? Some of you better you better you better you better wake up and smell the coffee. There's a conspiracy going out there to keep you down and out while they write all their books and sell it. Let me tell you, God is into material things for his kids. Any father or any mother want their children at least their basic needs to be met. Come tell me about love and goodness. The devil is a liar. Now I know goodness is good. Love is good. Are you with me? But blessings manifest tangibly. I'm going to show you how the, the ark of God spent three months in the house of Obed-Edom. And the Bible said God blessed his house. The men had eight sons. They were called mighty men of Gala. 
God's blessings. Three months, the Ark of the Covenant, God's presence, stayed in a man's house. It blessed his lineage forever. The Bible didn't talk about he had more love and more kindness. The stupid stuff. I'm telling you, some of the things I hear, I just turn off the radio and move right along. It's designed to keep us poor. Now, in that case, you see our verse here is, and God blessed them, saying, be fruitful and multiply. Uh-huh. And fill the waters in the seas. And let fowl, birds, <laughs> multiply in the earth. That is why it doesn't matter what you do, you cannot stop the production of chicken. It does, it, does, it doesn't matter what you do. Pastor, last night I began laughing so hard. The Holy Ghost gave me a joke. He whispered, you can't stop chicken. Chicken everywhere. Anyhow, fried, baked, anyhow, buffalo. <laughs> so you're, of everything else, God mentioned chicken. Think about that. <laughs> Pastor, if he had you and I in mind. <laughs> anyhow. Oh my God. <laughs> now, <laughs> now listen. <laughs> Ooh. Oh, can you say thank God for Jesus? So what is the blessing here? Listen, the blessing here is the animals, the fish of the sea, they were privileged and empowered to reproduce. Of being fruitful privileged of being fruitful and multiplying filling the air and the waterways and sustaining the specific species that is how the blessings manifest no longer did God have to make more birds he just empowered birds to produce birds <laughs> oh, the ability to reproduce is was infused in the birds from the beginning. That is what blessings. That's what ble it's an infusion of power, an infusion of favor that manifests materially. Look, you can look and say that's blessed. Oh. Listen to me, God is into substantiating his claims. The Bible says in the book of Acts that Jesus stayed on earth 40 more days to give irrefutable proof that he resurrected. Are you with me? God knows we got to see. You got to see some, sometimes, amen? I don't know where we get the idea that there is no need to see. Mm. Mm. The Bible says at the end of uh, at the end of Acts, I think the last chapter in Acts, the last verse says, "And the Lord working with them, 
Confirming their preaching with signs. Confirming their preaching. Their teaching with what? Signs and wonders. For that's what he did. So Peter preached to show that Peter was the, Peter is the real thing. Signs and wonders. Paul preached to show Paul was the real thing. Signs and wonders. What if that was the requirement to be a preacher today? What if the requirement to be a preacher is you must show some signs? All of us preachers would fail. Yeah, you getting me? You, you know, we, I, I, let's pray. Let's, let's pray. I'll continue next week. Pastor, I'm so, his face looks so disappointed. Continue. This is how we So. My God. Are you getting what I'm saying? <laughs> I said, I'm so sorry. He's fixed. Look, what? But since I God has given me some information to share with you. So you'll think bigger. You'll love God more. Because when you understand what he's done for you, in spite of who you are, in spite of our shortcomings, in spite of our challenges, it'll cause you to run to him like a daddy and say thank you papa thank you papi for doing that for me radically changed my life mm, opened doors for me when I couldn't open it for myself made a way when there was no way mm -hmm. providing healing for me I just come I, all I have to do is, is just come take my healing all I got to do is what just come take it I was telling, I was telling a friend of mine, Pastor Webb, uh, Eric. I said, I asked God to give me. Ten. I said, God, one heart is not enough to love you. I need ten of these things. How many I need? Ten of these things. And listen to me, what God said to me. God said to me, You are smart, because if one fail, you got nine more. <laughs> I, you, are you I said, God, I didn't see it like that. He's, it's amazing, anyhow. So, isn't God a good God? <laughs> just, I just need 10 to love him. Because he, he's done so much for me. And as you read the Bible and God begins to give you revelation knowledge, you just fall in love with the Lord. I will tell you, for those of you who haven't started reading, five Psalms and one proverb of the day you're missing out. I have been touting that for the last three years. Today is February 4th. You should have read, or you will read this afternoon, Proverbs chapter 4, Psalms 21, 22, 23, 24, 25. Tomorrow, Monday, Proverbs chapter 5, February 5th. You should read Psalms 26, 27, 28, 29, 30. Is that all right? And so on and so forth. If you are not doing that, if you haven't started, listen to me, you're missing out. Are you hearing me? You're missing, missing out. I'm asking you, like I told the men yesterday, I want you to humble yourself. Do you know that's what God said to me in, 20, in 2002? When God first whispered to me, you need to read five Psalms and one proverb. And I used to listen to it while I'm driving. God said, why don't you humble yourself and sit down, Emmanuel? Why don't you stay still and just sit down and do it? I didn't know God was trying to help me out. Here am I thinking the devil telling me, look, he's trying to take your time. Not realizing God wants to, wanted to bless me.
I would, have, I would never be where I am today as a preacher if I had not done that. Now, am I saying that for you to be a preacher? No. Can I be honest with you in my, my heart's desire? Can I be honest with you? And do, my wife said, don't be honest. <laughs> you know I prefer being God's friend than preaching? I didn't say God's child. Yes, that's a given. And the reason why I say God's friend is because, Pastor Webb, there are some things you share with your friend you don't share with your child. Yeah, yeah, yeah. it is enough for me to be God's friend. Preaching is something, ah, praise the Lord. But hear me, being God's friend and being in contact with him every day. Please take time to meditate on the word and let it sink into your heart and soul and mind today. Knowing that the Christian who meditates on the word will be like a tree planted by the water, bringing forth fruit in its season and prospering in all that he does. But what if you aren't a Christian today? What if you don't know if you're bound for heaven as a forgiven child of God? If that's you, then let's take care of it right now if you're ready. Do you believe that Jesus died for your sins? Are you ready to be forgiven of your sins and washed clean and made new? Are you ready to begin your new life in Christ? Then turn to God right now and say, Lord, I love you. I need you. I repent of my sins. Lord, please forgive me and wash me clean. I receive your forgiveness right now as I put my faith in Jesus as my Savior. God, please lead me and teach me and show me how to live from now on. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. And if you're looking for a good church family, you'll be welcomed with open arms at Imitators of God Ministries, Colossal Vivacious Church in Tallahassee, located at 4750 Capital Circle Southeast near Tram Road. Sunday school begins for all ages at 10 a.m. and the morning service begins at 11. And the Wednesday evening service begins at 7. This is a life-giving, multicultural, multi-generational church where people of all races, backgrounds, and walks of life come together to worship, to be inspired in their love for God, to develop relationships, and to be empowered to live out God's purpose for their lives. Find more information on their website, imitatorsofgodministries.com, or call the church, 850-408-8496.